This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm so excited to introduce Sarah Jossel on today's pod. She's coming all the way from London to be here. She is the beauty director and columnist at the Sunday Times, a presenter on this morning TV and ITV, beauty queen and expert, <laughs> and most importantly, mom to her eight-month-old? Nine-month-old, nine <laughs> Grace. And I'm excited to have her, not only because she is a total badass mom, but she's also one of my close friends. And I'm honored to have you here, Sarah. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm just talking to the camera. I'm so used to talking to camera. I'm like, hi guys. <laughs> your, show. Show. Yeah. <laughs> your show. Yeah. This is yeah. your show. Please. I love that you said she's come all the way from London. I actually flew in specially for this, for podcast. this podcast. I'm loving it for so much. I, I to like, be here. we're supposed to fake it to make it. So just keep that lie alive yeah. for now. And we'll cut this out for <laughs> So Sarah. As you're used to TV, you're used to being asked some deeper questions, right? Maybe. Well, yeah. Brits aren't very good no. with emotion. No, they're not good at like, so as me. you said, Annabelle, we've been friends for a while. Like you're very emotional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's actually funny because we can get into this. But Jasmine's boyfriend is is also from. Yeah, London but he's and- an enigma. He's like both extremely British repressed and emotional. Like oh, he's busting at the seams. He sounds emotional. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that. But Sarah. What is your definition of fulfillment and what is your definition of success and are they intertwined? So welcome to the mind of Sarah Jossel, the world's biggest overthinker. So it was terrible that you gave me that question before because I've overthought it. I've then asked each member of my family. I've then like woken up my husband to be like, but what does it really mean to be fulfilled? And I think it probably comes down to somewhere in the world. I think there's seven gazillion versions of fulfillment, but the one that seems to just stand out to me is happiness. If you feel content and you feel happy, then I guess you feel a a fulfillment. And the best way I can describe it is we call it Sunday night scaries uh, or Sunday night blues. If you are so stressed about the week ahead, you're probably not feeling fulfilled and calm like you're in the right place. Because Sunday night, if you go to bed feeling good about the week, excited about the week, like 
passionate about the week, then you're fulfilled in what you're doing day to day. And that could, you know, that could mean anything, whether it's career or family life or whatever. So I think the definition of feeling fulfilled is feeling great on that Sunday night for the week ahead. And success. Success. Success is a funny one because I think people jump straight to career. Success is like, okay, where are you in your career? Where does it, you know, what does your CV say? And I guess if you were to look at my CV, then I'm doing good now. I'm I'm on the road and I'm really proud of what I've achieved in my 12 years in journalism and uh, on television. But success is so many different things. You know, are you succeeding as being a mother, a wife, uh, in your own happiness? Are you succeeding? And, and I think for me, I think if we're going to talk career, I would say success is people buying the products that I recommend and loving the products and texting me saying, I finally feel confident looking in the mirror. Thank you so much for recommending. That for me is success because with my expertise and what I've learned over the years, I have succeeded in people choosing something, coming back for more and sticking with me because there's not a huge amount of integrity in the beauty world. There's, you know, no one really knows what to believe. So when I have people who stick with me, I guess I'm succeeding career-wise. And success in your family life or your personal life. Oh, I'm going to say this line and then I hate it, but I guess it's kind of being true to yourself that you you feel good. You feel good about the decisions you're making. You're not sitting with anything and thinking, I don't know if that feels good. So success is, is like, are you, you know, I always say I work in beauty, which so many people think is that fluffy? Is that just all pretentious? But actually you can work with a breast cancer charity and you can help women who have lost their eyebrows. And then like, Mm. that's a hugely successful day as well. So it's constant small successes, which I think leads you to feeling more successful in a bigger picture. Oh my God, I'm rambling. That was was amazing. Yeah, that was great. You bring up something really interesting about beauty and to feel successful, like you're making other people feel confident. And I actually think beauty is not at all like vanity. It is truly about yeah. confidence. And that's like a very personal thing for women. So the fact that you're changing their lives and how they feel about their, yeah. and their, you know, appearance is actually like a really big thing. Well, I hear myself all the time and I, I make myself laugh when I talk about what I do. I always say, but I swear it's more than that. You kind of feel like, because people say, so what do you do? Do you it. just like talk about lipstick all day? But who are, is who, so much more than that. Do men say that? I think it's either men or it's women in very corporate roles that are like, oh, you just travel the world and like rub creams on the back of your hand and don't get me wrong. There is that side to it. And that's a really fun, glamorous side to it. You know, the blow dries, the whatever. But then when you get a message from a mom who says, my daughter's not leaving the house because she's so upset about her skin and you get them onto a regime and you say, see this person. And then you get a message saying, here she is. And she's out and she feels great about herself. You just realize that it is so important. And that learning to love your reflection and learning to love what you see in the mirror. Yes, there's a lot of, you know, inner work, but outer work for me is equally important. Yeah. Well, also I think this goes for anything, mind, body, soul. Like if you're feeding that part of you and like, you're like, it's like placebo even. Like if I'm putting on, if I'm doing my skincare routine, I look in the mirror and I'm like, I have amazing skin. Yeah. And when I'm forgetting to do it, I'm like, I don't really have amazing skin. And it doesn't really matter if it looks different or not. Right. It's just about like how you're nourishing yourself. Totally. Did you know going into career in beauty that this would be like how you would feel that you wanted to help people feel more confident? Or did you just start beauty because you were passionate about it for other reasons? And yeah. And this has been like something. That so, you, you know, 
a lot of the beauty editors that I meet along the way are diehard beauty fans. They have been collecting like fragrances their whole lives. You know, they are, they've been obsessed with lipstick and I have never been that person with beauty. I definitely was more of the person where I wanted to get my foot in the door in magazines and then figure it all out. But once I got my foot in the door, I fell into the beauty world. And in the beginning, I was like, I don't get it. Why is everyone so excited about this eyeshadow? Like, I I really didn't get it. But I have the world's trickiest, frizziest, most unmanageable hair. And when Mm. I realized that there was this new innovation that I could go try and I tried it, how I felt when I loved my hair was the most incredible feeling. And then that moved on to my skin. And then I realized that, the problem solving side of beauty is like totally my obsession, my passion, my love, because it can absolutely like break you every day looking and not liking something that you see. And I'm not saying like a quick fix and everything's better, but when something really bothers you, mm-hmm. you don't have to just ignore it and think, oh, that's just vanity. You can do something. And so whether it was, you know, getting my acne solved, my frizzy hair, whatever it was, the problem solving side, like totally blew me away. And that's when I was like, I love beauty. I think anyone who's respectfully, anyone who's like being like, what do you do all day? Blah, blah, blah. Is like not living in 2023. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, that's so crazy to me. Like, I think it's so, at least to me, I'm like, come on. Like we all want to feel good about ourselves in some way, shape or form. Yeah. really affects you like 100% eczema like really bad like after uh, I gave birth I don't know if this happened to other moms but it was so bad like my entire face was red and blotchy and it made me feel so shitty about myself on top of all the other things that happened postpartum and it really affects your confidence and how I was as a mother too like I was not secure in myself yeah completely not vanity no, I completely agree. And frizzy hair, I totally relate. Like, I have the same <laughs> And I think, which I actually want to ask you about what you use for frizz. But that's not really what our podcast is about. It's about vulnerability. <laughs> so, vulnerability meets frizz. Yes. So, which is being having frizzy hair is a vulnerable moment. So, per what you said, like, there is this world where people make a lot of assumptions, I'm sure, about yeah. you, your career. Like, oh, what are you doing? Just like flying around the world and like yeah. looking beautiful, which is great and cool, right? But like, so per our podcast, you those, like, what do you think are the sides that people, aside from like really helping that? you know, person's kid who got uh, on a regimen, mm-hmm. et cetera. Like, what do you think are sides of honestly, not just in particular to your career, but of your life as a whole that like you think people haven't seen? Cause I know that you have a very public persona. Yeah. People probably think they know everything about you and they might. Yeah. But Except like for her husband and I was her about daughter. To say, yeah. Uh, so I mean, social media is a funny old place, isn't it? Because yeah. everyone thinks they know you, but actually nothing's on there from my life. Because as Annabelle, who's good friends with my husband, will rightly say, he's nowhere to be seen. Not and even either... in her wedding photos. No, no. Everyone thought I married myself. It was very <laughs> awkward. That. That's very weird. Um, no, <laughs> I spent my life... And in a way, that's that's the most powerful thing you can do. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so... Then, someone who knew me, it was so weird. My dad brought me a coffee and then they were like, is that your husband? And I was like, no, that's my dad. Oh, like, she's like, a, She's like a big follower on Instagram and she thought that must be that, you know, no one knows oh, who he is. It's my really God. weird. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I spend my days like honestly being like, Grace, turn your head so we can get the back of your head for a great picture. Like that's what or, I Or there's about. a part that covers. Yes, one or the other. People don't see any of my personal life in that sense. And don't we all kind of constantly balance like what you should share, what you don't want to share? Is that too much sharing? And you kind of 
base that off what you see other people share. You think, oh God, she, that's a lot. Why is she sharing that? But I don't right. know. And then I'm like, well, maybe it's important to share it because... Because other people aren't sharing it. It's really good it. for people to see that you... And maybe other I people always say the it. things that do like number one best on social media, which I find interesting is things like a really bad skin day where you just show all your spots and you just say, here I am. Even I get spots. Even I feel terrible. (laughs) You know, which sounds ridiculous, but people just want to know that you're real. Well, I hate to say this again, but it's because you're being vulnerable. Oh, right. (laughs) Right. People, people. I do love your, I do love your posts from like that place of like realness. Cause I've seen you like post with your frizzy, frizzy hair. Yes. And just been like, look what today is. (laughs) You're like unfollowed. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like people do need to see that. People need to see that you're human. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, especially in the beauty space can often just show like their full face of makeup and you have an amazing, like, realness but also a great sense of humor to it should like we do a podcast every day this is so fun oh my god i'm so glad one thing i really love about your content is this like sense of humor that you're able to approach like sometimes yes. more serious topics that are mm-hmm. like really triggering sometimes to women yeah um so like how do you cultivate that and how do you like know when to like draw the line yeah and, like how to make fun of yourself sometimes like well, I haven't been canceled yet. So that's a good start. Yeah. God, that's scary. It is um, scary. You know, this is what I would say with it all is, and I genuinely mean this, maybe it's like, because what I see in the mirror isn't perfect. I don't want to take myself too seriously. I want to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I want to be exactly who I would be if we were just sitting here as to what I'm on camera, which I think maybe is not everyone. You know, people have a different voice sometimes when you suddenly are speaking to your phone. I'm like, why have I gone American? You know, you, whereas (laughs) I, I treat my phone as my best friend. I'm like, I am, when I talk to my followers, I am talking to my best friends. And when I'm on TV and I'm talking to like the two biggest presenters in the UK, the feedback I get and why they're like, this is why we want you on the show is because you are talking to your two friends. You're not talking to the cameras. You're not putting on a new, uh, persona. And arguably you could say I'm doing that now because I'm talking way too much and just rambling, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know how to do like a anvil stop. <laughs> I'll yeah. just keep talking. Which I think is really interesting because I know a lot of, and this is like no disrespect or like there's nothing wrong with this, but I actually know a lot of people who have internet personalities yes, and that's where they thrive, but they're very shy in person. Oh my gosh. That's so like weird when that happens. Very introverted. And then all of a sudden they have this whole yeah. personality and, and, and listen, like, that's, no, that's freaky. Yeah, that works. But then you know, that's freaky. It's freaky. <laughs> it when you meet someone and weird. she's so nice or he's so nice on camera and then you meet them and, and they're like, yeah. yeah. But I think sometimes like the disconnection yeah. creates like Some, a safe yes. space, like a safety. Maybe. Net. Yeah. There's yeah. Some, I mean, I've, I've seen it a few times yes. where I'm like, and it's not that they're like rude in person per se. It's more just like, whoa, like where's, even like I have friends who are like yeah. much more social online. I don't know. I think maybe it's just like a. But I find it interesting that you take some topics that feel so vulnerable for people. Yes. Like the frizz or like crazy <laughs> hair, crazy face, like acne, rosacea, all these things. And you, you make it a little funny. Yes. Well, because it is funny. Yeah, I think it goes back to what I. Well, no, it's definitely not funny. No, it's not funny. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. Stop being so vulnerable. That was a joke. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> I think it goes back to what I said. If you 
want to do a serious makeup tutorial, I guess you're staring at your face and you're doing it. But because I'm thinking, oh, this eye is slightly like wonky. And I always think my face looks quite long, but I'd rather just be fun about it and Mm -hmm. not take it too seriously because ultimately we are talking about beauty products and we are talking, yes, it might be acne or frizz, but Monica from Friends, when she has frizz, like it's funny. It's a funny anecdote and and there are ways to get around it and there's ways to feel great about it once you fixed it. So I try and keep it lighthearted, but I'll always be honest. I'll always say I felt terrible when I was at this wedding because I looked in the mirror. I was like, how, how? I'm a beauty expert. How do I look like this? But you know, that's life. And these are the things I'm going to do at the next wedding to make sure I don't. So you kind of, everything has to feel very real. Nothing can be, you know, at the end of the wedding when your hair is put, like that's never happened to me in my life. Mm-mm. Honestly, at Annabelle's very good friend's Mike's wedding, we have a picture of me and I cannot believe that I worked in the beauty industry for 10 years and, and that was my hair <laughs> at the end of the night. No, it's, it's really amazing. So this sense of humor, because yes. I know your husband very well, and he also has a fantastic. Can I just say he's going to get it's annoyed very how many British. times he's been this? Okay, podcast. well, how how do you are you raising your daughter with that now that you're a mom with this like sense of humor? Because I think about this mm-hmm. a lot too. It's like I don't want Gemma to think that my life is perfect. I when I like trip and fall, I want her to like see me get back up again yes. and laugh at myself. I don't want her to be like see me being like, oh, I can't believe I fell or I can't believe yes. I dropped those things like as it's a bad thing. No, we're all human and we all make mistakes. So how are you like cultivating that as a mom now too? Well, I think it's a tricky question because she is at nine months. You kind of don't know like whether I fall or not, she's only cares about what she's going to eat next. Like she's mm-hmm. not, she's okay, not. Maybe as she gets older. But yes, but I think it is the world's biggest roller coaster, and whatever you do, you're always going to think, could I have done it better or should I have done it differently? And my mother-in-law said something to me and I try and live by it. She said the word is enough. And by enough, she means whatever you do, that is enough for your child. Stop thinking you could do more. Stop trying to do it better. Like what you've done is enough because you love the child with every fiber of your being. Mm -hmm. And so own it, own that you have done enough. If you have to go to work, if you can't be with her for a few hours, like she's going to be great. Like as long as you stick to your belief of you are doing everything you can, then that version of everything you can is enough. And I feel like that's quite a calming because we always think we need to be doing more. No one ever just sits and is like, oh, I've done enough. Like, even if you sit down and you think you've done enough, you still are going to get on your phone and quickly start ordering things you don't need on Amazon. No, of course. Well, I think a lot of this podcast came from Jasmine and I were both living in New York and the whole like thing in New York, it's like constantly do, 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 like go, go, go. Mm. More is better. Like uh, a 45 minute workout is definitely not enough. Like it has to be like an hour and a half, like whatever mm-hmm. you do cardio, like no, no, it's just always like yeah, more nothing and more is enough. Nothing like is we're, we're always enough. stressed that we could, to the point that I find myself quickly doing a few things just before I'm about to close my eyes. Oh, and I know so that's bad. really bad and we should sleep with our phones in the other room. I and know, but... I was listening to one of your brilliant guests who said something about like turning their phone off on weekends or something like that. I was like, oh, I Ooh. could just never, or it was like, she's just got a much healthier relationship with social media now. And I just thought, wow, I mean, I'm always on my phone. I'm always, but it's okay. As long as I'm, it's enough. Yeah. as long as I'm doing, you know, I did watch a brilliant thing where babies and kids see a lot of the back of a phone because sometimes it can get a little bit repetitive what we're watching babies. So we're on our phones, but also it's okay. As long as you're just, you realize, you know, you realize it and you put your phone down. It's okay if it happens sometimes. I think you're bringing up like a really good, like 
kind of what I think what you're saying is like this idea of like, sometimes like it's okay enough. Like yeah. it can be somewhere in between. Like I definitely am someone who's extremely obsessive. So like if I'm like into something, I go all in yes. and then, and like, and that's like, that's why I have all these, like, I have the best nail person. Like I can do all the research <laughs> I need to like, I know like so full. I need her number. Yeah. yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> Jenny. She's amazing. Um, but I think it's like, this idea of extremes is really an important topic. And we did a podcast that was like very much about this, yes. but I think like this idea of like, so I, this is like a funny example, but I, for two years have been like, should I get an aura ring? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue You can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. And I'm like, I know my personality. If I'm tracking my sleep yeah, and my levels, I'm going to be like, I'm tired. I like, know. I'm not, you know, like, I didn't get enough sleep. I'm not going to be able to, like, show up, whatever. And I, that's so me, like, yes. to be that extreme. I listen to Huberman. I do all the things. I, like, stop drinking for three weeks. Then I do this. Then I do that. And what's funny is right now I'm in, like, a really good season in my life. And it's because I finally am, like, I slept enough. I worked out yeah. enough. I'm fine. Like, yes. I'm somewhere in between. I'm like, I work out every day, but guess what? I drink every night. <laughs> you know, like I'm just in this balanced era where I'm not like so extreme. Yeah. And I think that's something that people need to know. Like they, people need to be okay with enough. Like, I think yeah. that's a really good takeaway from what you're saying. Shout out to my mother-in-law. Yes. There you go. But also I took two things from that. One, that you called it that you're having a really good season of your life, which I'm obsessed with. <laughs> Never heard that before. And two, that you work out every day. Like, yeah, I mean, not enough, enough. but like, <laughs> but right. But I'm also drinking every night. I, I just am usually in this like, intense, yeah, intense, like so hard on myself, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my God, yeah. you know? And then I had this moment actually while seeing Jenny, <laughs> the nail lady, she just had a kid and she was like, I'm fucking tired. She's really funny. She's a riot. And she's like, I'm really tired, this and that. And I walk in and I'm just like Huberman. I know I drink, like complaining about being tired. You know, I don't have a kid, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Jasmine, shut the fuck up. Like you're going to have a baby one day and you're yeah. going to be sleep deprived yeah. and you're going to have to show up as a mom. Like Jenny's doing it. Yeah. You can do it too. So I literally just snapped myself out of it and I'm not kidding. It worked. Like I just almost had that. Well, it's perspective as well. Yes. It's, you know, That's it's true. stopping and it's pausing. And also I, do you know what I've got really good at on bad days totally just knowing it's a bad day. Cause sometimes you think it's much more than that. And you're like, why am I feeling this way? And, and if you're like, I am just having a bad day and how nice to know when I wake up tomorrow, it's going to be a different day. 
Okay. So speaking of motherhood and all the fun experiences of postpartum in the UK, you were given a year off of work as maternity leave here. You know, you're lucky if you get three months, but what does that do to you as a kind of career driven woman to just like overnight, you have your baby and be like, okay, now I'm like a stay at home mom and I'm only with my, my daughter and I I don't Mm -hmm. go to work anymore when your entire like adult life, you've been working towards this like goal and you're showing up as this career version of yourself. Like, I think it's an amazing thing that you have time to be present with your child and get adjusted and all that. But no one really talks about the identity that you're just kind of like stripped of from the second you give birth. And it just like happens overnight, cold Turkey. So how has that been for you? So firstly, just in terms of how long we get for maternity leave, it sounds amazing to get a year, but you don't get full pay for a year or anything like that. So there's a million caveats there, but your job is kept for you in most companies for up to a year, which is incredible. Um, and I am shocked when I sometimes hear that people get like three weeks sometimes in America in some jobs. It just blows my mind because there was nothing about me who felt like me when I gave birth for a good three months. Like, the fog, the not feeling yourself in your body, the exhaustion, everything. But I think from identity, it's fascinating because for 10 to 12 years, however long it's been, it's like Sarah Jossel, the TV presenter, the columnist. And that's sort of what my name goes with. It's like, that is how I've defined success for a decade. You know, if you're in a shop and someone recognizes you, you're Sarah Jossel, who does that? And now, as you said, you are stripped of it if you allow yourself to be stripped of it. So I think it's really interesting in terms of what stage of your career you have a baby, because I know the anxiety that comes with, what if the person who comes in and does my job better than me? What if, you know, I never feel my same again, or I can't have childcare and I can't ever go back to that life. And and that is why women have a huge struggle. But what I committed to was I have had a really, really great career And I am 100% going to switch off. I think trying to do both in that that beginning phase is one of the biggest mistakes you can make. If you are on maternity leave, own maternity leave. Stop trying to quickly do a few emails just in case to keep your name in the game or quickly doing a post because you're feeling anxious that like you're not being on Instagram. Just breathe. The big, big, big boss said when I went to say goodbye to her, she said, the day you're gone, the job moves on. And the day you come back, it's the day you carry on. So much of it is just going on in our heads. Mm -hmm. Like we are nothing if we're not working. And you are, you are everything. You are being a mother and this child needs you. And this child needs your love. And this child is not going to get it if you're trying to juggle so early on. And that is why I think that the full year in so many ways is incredible because you're making making rash decisions when you are not sleeping well. And you are making bad decisions when you're not feeling yourself. So you really leaned into it. I gave it my all to the point of, I just didn't even really care about my phone or what was going on. And I I did not scroll through the night thinking I'm missing this, I'm missing that. I just kept thinking I'm never going to get this time again with this baby. So absolutely throw yourself into it. Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting too, because I mean, my identity has changed so much. Also being a mom, I'm at like four months now and we don't have the quote unquote maternity leave that you guys do. But I've like, first of all, uncovered so much about myself. I've learned so many new passions and things that I'm interested has come up. So 
the year also gives you time and space with your child, yeah. but also gives you time and space with your thoughts to understand who you want to be when you come out and what career you actively want to do. And I'm sure you've learned a lot about yourself in that regard too, that, you know, maybe like just going back to whatever you were doing before is not what you want. Maybe there's an additional thing that you want to fill your cup with. For sure. And also use motherhood in that sense. So when they asked me to write a column while I was on maternity leave, they were like, just do it up, but being tired. Like no one knows products (laughs) better for a tired face than you right now. And it was like a brilliant performing column because you use the new tools, the new skills that you've learned. Like constantly, I always say like, constantly don't be afraid to keep moving forward. There was a period of time where beauty directors who write magazine columns or magazine pages were so anti-social media. And it was a really, really silly thing to be anti. There was prestige around print. It was like, we're print. We don't do that. And I was the opposite. I was jumping on and doing everything, getting my makeup on, on camera, et cetera. And they thought, oh, what is she doing? You have to move, whether it's with the times or with your journey, it could be anything. But now that I'm a mom, I'm going to be writing about postpartum hair. I'm going to be writing about doing things in a rush. I'm going to be writing about tired face, you know, keep moving with whatever the new skills are. Don't just stay. You're you're not the person you were before you had the baby. You have a new identity, but you haven't been stripped of your identity. It's just a new form like, you know, it's yeah. the pivoting. It's very American word. Pivoting. Very American. But I think <laughs> but, it's really interesting because you seem to have like really leaned into this. And I think what a lot of times happens with at least like my friends in my community yeah. is that they don't let go of who they were before. They like try to go back to that, whether yeah. it's their body or their career or whatever that person was. For me, I really went into it and be like, it's okay to grieve that. Sometimes I look at pictures and I look at myself. I'm like, oh my God, how did I look so good? But it's okay to like grieve that, but realize like this is a new chapter and I'm a new woman and I've taken all of the learnings over the last however many months and uh, brought them into who I am now. And I have even more experience and even more like gifts to give to the world. But also, I mean, yes, I agree with all of that, but it's also okay. Like if you do grieve it a bit, like that's normal. Yeah, 100%. Like if you, if your friends are desperate to be that old person, I think that's okay. I, mean, I remember going to one of my best friends, one of my best friends had breast cancer and she was having this sort of celebration when she had finished chemo. And I remember putting on Instagram saying, does anyone know of Spanx that can work with the C-section? And I just got this tirade of angry people saying, why are you thinking about pull-up pants when you've got a newborn baby? You should be in the bubble with her. You know, you're sitting here talking to us about Spanx. Why aren't you just um, celebrating your new body? And And someone wrote to me saying, I call it my kangaroo pouch and I'm so proud of it. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Like I didn't mention it was for my best friend who has just finished chemo and I just want to film like night in my clothes. I started apologizing. And then you get this tirade of people who are on your side who are like, just tell them all to bugger off. You can't get anything right. Yeah. You will realize you are being judged no matter what. Whatever yeah. you say, you are being judged. So the best thing you can do is be okay with being judged. And be true to who you are. Yeah. Because I'd rather like the, a therapist 
coincidentally ended up being her therapist, very LA. But she had said to me once, she's like, wouldn't you rather be judged or dismissed or rejected or any of the above for being yourself? Yes. Than being someone that you thought you had to be? So yeah, so then that's what basically I just thought before I apologized and then I was like, why I'm here? Has anyone got any good suggestions? And then they all came in and then I shared all the responses of what's really good. And then all these moms were like, thank you so much. That's so helpful for us. It's like, okay to want to feel nice in your skin and feel nice in your body. People love to hate. People love love to hate. hate, And especially in the world of motherhood, you will learn so And don't you feel like sometimes you always have to justify your actions? It's like you were justifying like why, like I actually needed it for my best friend who's going through chemo. It's like, why do we have to justify? Like it's enough for us to just be ourselves. Yeah. Well, I think that's an age and a wisdom thing. You you go through life and we're always so worried about who likes us and what people are saying about us. And, And as we grow and, you know, whether it's stepping into parenthood or just growing with like age and experience, you start to realize you will never be in a situation where everyone likes you. Yeah. So the the sooner you're okay you with that, the better. But you have to get comfortable When did you with get it. okay with that? Because you, you're I'm definitely in, not okay with it. Well, more okay. More okay. Like, How do you deal with it then? If you're yeah, because okay you're a public persona. I must happen yeah. a lot where people disagree with like your views. Yes, it's really hard. It's really hard. And it, you know what? It's the more you go through it, the more you get used to it. And so I've never been someone who's like gone to therapy or anything like that to learn how to be okay with it. I've just, I've had the hits and Mm. the more hits you get, the more you realize you bounce back and you're fine. That moment might feel hard. Like when you see a tweet, do people still tweet here? I don't know what they're called, X (laughs) or whatever that thing is. Or like someone writes a really mean thing on Instagram, like, ooh, you're ugly. Like if you're doing a beauty video and it used (laughs) to feel a bit hard. And then- Yeah, that's really hard. And then- you're like, yeah, you know, you bounce back. Yeah. You got, you, you realize from the last ones, you will bounce back. So you may have take a hit and those hits last less and less and less, if that makes sense. You still feel hit, but it might be a 10 minute hit rather than a two day hit. Right. You like become, it's, it's like a, to, yeah, yeah, you, resilience you, and like you trust yourself to bounce back. Yeah. You're like, I've I mean, done I, this before. Exactly. Resilience yeah. is like my favorite word. And when people say, what do you want to teach grace in life? if I can teach her anything, it's resilience because, you know, it's not if it's when someone's mean to you at school. It is so easy to be like, you can just come home, but you've got to teach kids how to bounce back. Yeah. For me, that's like number one. Well, also how you her name's Grace, which is also a part I of resilience, know, right? I think, right? Yeah. Grace is like such a powerful word. Yeah. How do you teach it? I think there's a few ways, but it's one, it's not the second it happens, quickly putting a huge, big, cuddly ball around her and telling her everything's always going to be okay. Like I can't imagine ever dealing with the concept of like, of someone being mean to Grace at school. I can't even, I don't even want to think about it, but it happens. It happens and it's going to happen to both of us, it's going to happen to all of us. And you have to teach them resilience. Go back to school and face it. Yeah. How do you like not let your ego get in the way? That's where like I come from too, because by hurting Gemma at school, it feels like it's hurting me. But then I am acting with my egos, like go back to school and do this versus like, okay, how should Gemma handle this based on her personality and what's best for her to teach her resilience versus me, right? So it's it's really hard to to parent from this place of Ah. pure consciousness. (laughs) You know, like how do you parent from this like place of true consciousness and not let our egos come in? Well, <laughs> the truth is your ego probably will get in the way yeah. some days. And again, it's enough. Like just do what you can. That's really, honestly my only way of managing everything. Like 
some days I think I really could have done that better or I could have, you know, I'm not at a stage of giving grace advice yet, but there will be days where I think we could have dealt with that better. Yeah. But you just have to do your best. Yeah. You have to do your best. Like, you, you know, And uh, your best is enough. Your best is enough. It's going to keep going back to that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And to the point of like a work in progress, I think like knowing that like you did your best with what you knew at that time or where yeah. you were or what state you were in at that time. I've had things where I've put Grace to bed and I've thought, oh my gosh, has she gone to bed thinking I'm like the worst mom ever because she was screaming between bath time and bedtime. And you sit there afterwards with a glass of red wine, just <laughs> thinking like, was, does she hate me? Was that terrible? Why was she crying like that? And then you go in, in the morning to wake her up and that smile that on smile. her face. Oh she has not remembered any of it. And it was all in your mind. It was all in your head. Yeah. You know, we are so mean to ourselves. We build such terrible stories in our heads and 99.99999% of it is not real. It's so true. I know. I think about this quite a bit. Yeah. And well, also I want to point out to me, that's also the definition of grace, right? Is yeah. being able to start again and yes. be like, I'm going to let go. And like the past is the past. Like and I think baby. that is what kids yeah. do. Yeah. They teach you. I mean, yeah. I have two, I have a niece and nephew who are like my pride and joy. Yeah. And I didn't really, I've never known a baby. I always say like before them as intimately as I do now. And now I have friends with kids, but that is what kids teach you is yeah. that grace and that resilience of like, just let it go. Yeah. Start again. They bounce back it's okay. Up, they fall, yeah. they cry, and then they're totally because they're not. They don't they have don't those stories, and they don't have those stories in yeah. your head of like, or also the history. Like, they always do that. Yeah. You always are like this. I'm always like this. Why am I like? You of know, course. like I don't have all that. But I would say two things. I would say if you notice a baby's crying, if you can quickly hand them like their favorite toy and distract them they're all good. How amazing for adults if we could do that. Like if something was mean to me and you could say, Sarah, darling, here you go. And everything would be better. Can you imagine like what a joy it is to be a baby? Like, cause they just don't store the infant. Yeah. Or maybe they do. I'm sure someone in the world will say they're storing all these, all these yeah. moments. But the one thing I would say is uh, a rabbi actually said this to me when I was going through a really tough time. He said, your brain and what's going on in there right now is filled. Picture it as pop-ups. Your laptop is open. This is your head. And there are just endless pop-ups, pop-ups, pop-ups. When mm -hmm. you are ruminating and you are thinking about all these different thoughts, and this happens to you definitely on maternity leave when you're thinking about when to go back to work and should I balance it like this? What if I leave grace? What if I don't do that? Everything is what ifs, mm -hmm. what ifs. He said, just close the pop-ups, click the X, click, stop thinking. And it's the, it's, it's the version of being handed that toy. It's so powerful. So when the thought comes in your head, but you are playing with grace and you're in that moment, click the X, like the X and you are not allowed to think about it. Just change the tune, go and do something different. Go and just get outside, go and yep. do jumping jacks, whatever it is, click the X. So the X is like an actionable thing. Yes. You are closing that yeah. thought. Another go. version of this I've heard and that I've used is just switch the channel. If the yes. channel on TV, you don't like, then change the channel. Because like, we think about it's things. It's our choice. Just, yeah. We're just overthinking yeah. and, and then overthinking. I think the overthinker, which sounds like we all, I don't know. Are you an overthinker? Yeah. I'm definitely an overthinker as well is like, cause sometimes you then go into a spiral of like, why am I thinking about this? Yeah. And then blah, blah. And just then it just, it. yeah, you got to close such it. such a powerful, yeah. it's, it's I do think changing toy. your, I like haven't heard that so like directly, but that's a great yeah. piece of advice. Just change the. So how often do you use that? I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but do you, <laughs> or when you're in a spiral, are you self-aware enough to be like, I should just close the pop-up? 
Yes. Now I think I've got a lot better at it, especially since becoming a mum, because your, your whole being shifts. Like it's not just about you anymore. So Grace was nine months last week. And when I was going to post about it on Instagram, story of my life never got around to it. It was going to be like nine months of us because it's not like nine months of you. It's like an extension of you. So you're no longer totally obsessed with yourself. There's a shift and I am important and I do care about myself, but a part of me has like moved somewhere else. So now with these pop-ups, if it's affecting my behavior of being like in a good space in that day, I close that pop-up because I'm never going to, I say to my husband all the time, we're never going to get this day of her being like nine months and four days again. So let's enjoy today. Like that's what yeah. stress about the bills and the rubbish and the, you know, the mm-hmm. who's going to clean up. Like, let's just have a really nice hour of just being in this moment and let's close all the pop-ups. Without the reminder though, it's very hard, very hard. to be in the present yeah. moment because you are thinking about the, of course the, you everything are. else. But that is why for me, when we were talking earlier about identity and you trying to be that old person while also trying to do this new version. You know, you get the swing of things. You wake up one day and you're like, I'm in the swing on the second. You think you're in the swing of things. Everything changes again. Mm -hmm. But stop trying to do it all because you there, there is um, a brilliant movement in the UK called The Juggle. And it's about how impossible it is for working women to also be able to afford childcare and also be able to go home and make dinner and also get the kids to school on time. Like it's not physically possible. And the day you realize it's not possible and you cannot do it all is the most freeing day. You can't do it all. Stop trying. I think that's so beautiful. And I'm so glad you are sharing that because I think that's so true for every woman on this planet. Am I being vulnerable? Yes, yes. you are. Being very you're doing vulnerable. it very well. It, it suits you. You're being very vulnerable. And I know you have to get back to your daughter because <laughs> Nanny's in LA, right? Um, so <laughs> because people in LA we could chat with you for, for forever. And I'm loving the laughs. It's like my own therapy today's episode. So we end every podcast with, what's the point, Sarah? So you told me before you were going to ask this question. So I've overthought it (laughs) and I've asked every family member. You guys were just here as we were listening to the voice notes from my family. For me, what's my point? I'm going to go with the word confidence. I like to think that whether I'm talking on TV or whether I am writing my beauty column, my number one goal is to give people the confidence to feel good about themselves. And that is to look good, but as a result, to feel good. So I just want people to feel confident every day. That's probably my point in my career. And that's why, yes, I write a column and yes, I talk on TV, but I want to work more with charities to make people feel good about themselves, post whatever they've gone through. That's like giving my child confidence. That's making my husband feel great about himself. I think confidence is like the most powerful tool you can have to feel fulfilled and to feel successful. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank Thank you you so much, Sarah. You're more LA than we thought. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.